G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. One of the more controversial conferences that's been held in Australia was held last weekend. It was called the Stop Islamization of Nations Conference. It was held in Melbourne and put on by the Q Society. It's the first such conference of this type in Australia. Bill Muhlenberg's back with us today to discuss the conference. Hello, Bill. Welcome back to 2020. Glad to be back. Now, Bill, you were, in fact, an attender of this conference. It was very secretive. Describe what things were like in the lead-up and and just how everyone got together uh, without any major dramas. Yes, well, I'm afraid uh, it's come to that place where we in the free and democratic West, if we want to hold a conference that's deemed a little controversial, either by the those for whom we're talking about, uh, in this case uh, Islam, or sadly many of the more radical left who, whenever they hear about something like this, they're uh, make it a habit to come and protest and seek to shut it down. So yes, the whole thing had to be quite secretive, so much so that uh, all of us were, and I was one of the speakers actually, all of us were basically kept in the dark until about a day beforehand as to where the exact venue was and where exactly it was going to be held because we've known from past experience, sadly, that to simply talk about uh, Islam and, and some of the dangers it poses to the free West and to the Christian community, uh, it can be very rough indeed. You can have your venue taken away. You can have uh, protesters seeking to shut things down. You'll need police and security presence, which is all very expensive. So sadly, um, that's where we've gotten to in today's West. I mentioned it went off without any major dramas, but that doesn't mean there Mm. were no incidents. Uh, There was one incident there at the beginning of the conference. Yes. Uh, The very first session was on last Friday night, just to get together at a public restaurant for those attending the conference, as as well as the speakers, so a chance to catch up and have a bit of networking and uh, kind of informal get-together, but obviously at least one of the people who had signed up for the conference was on the other side as uh, this person tipped off his uh, angry leftist buddies. So there were probably, I don't know, 20 screaming uh, left-wing protesters seeking to break up the meeting. So again, the police had to be there. The security guards of some of the other speakers were uh, certainly kept busy that night and Oh, well, after not too long of a time, the the rabble-rousers were uh, eventually evicted from this public meeting. But uh, presumably the organizers discovered who that uh, kind of, I suppose you could say, infiltrator was, and they were kicked off the list of the email list, so they didn't discover where the rest of the 
meetings were held for the weekend. So, yeah, the rest did go without the protests, which is good. It's nice to, in a free and democratic society, be able to have a conference without fear of uh, being attacked simply for sharing your beliefs. Bill, tell me what you think of the Q Society. It's not a Christian organization, but it's uh, it's certainly uh, going into bat on some issues Mm -hmm. that Christians are very concerned about. Yeah, so that's right. It, it 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 quite clearly calls itself a secular organization. It doesn't pretend to be religious, although there would be some, obviously, on board who are Christians. So at the conference itself, well, we had people like me. I'm obviously a Christian. Uh, we had some Jewish speakers, at least several, and I think there was at least one secular humanist or atheist speaker. So we did have a real mix. So in other words, it's not purporting to be just a a Christian conference or biblically based, but there's good reason to be concerned about the repression of women, the the clampdown on freedom of conscience and speech in Islam, the, uh, the very oppressive and violent and terrorist nature of Islam. So, you know, these are concerns anybody who is you know values freedom and democracy would want to be talking about not just say a christian so i suppose in that sense it was maybe a good thing so the media couldn't brand this as yet just another christian affair but it was a mix of all kinds of people including very non-religious folks who certainly do have a concern about islam in the west uh, leading to the things that we see in Muslim-majority countries, where Christians are treated as second-class citizens, where women are oppressed, where freedom of religion does not exist, where there's all kinds of restrictions on freedom. So that was really the purpose of the conference, to warn Australia of what's happening certainly in many European countries in the UK, and to that end, I think it was a very worthwhile and valuable conference. And Bill, you were one of the speakers uh, among a who's who of uh, Mm. speakers on this topic who've flown in from all over the world. I guess uh, asking you to put what you told the conference into a 60 second uh, Mm. little uh, sound bite. How do you you sum up what you were talking about? Yes, uh, look, it wasn't easy for all of us. There were on Sunday, the main day, there were at least a dozen speakers and we were all given 20 minutes so I think the organizers did well. Simply keeping on schedule is always a good uh, trick at a conference like this. So we all had 20 minutes. And as you say, others, well, much more important than I, we had former Muslims from Lebanon. We had uh, uh, those uh, Egyptian cops standing up for their persecuted brethren in Egypt. We had some American speakers. We had some English speakers. So it was really quite a who's who of all the the heavyweights who have been warning about this. So uh, in my brief talk, I simply tried to highlight examples of creeping Sharia taking place here in Australia. And there's, I had so many, in fact, I had about 50 slides to cover in 20 minutes. And that was just some of the representative examples of how increasingly uh, Islam is, well, they're getting privileges uh, that nobody else, you know, whether Jewish groups or Christian groups, they're getting away with things that uh, when you put it all together in a short talk like this, I, I think a lot of eyebrows were raised and people were saying, wow, I didn't know it was getting that bad here in Australia. A lot of Aussies are very proud of our ability to be tolerant mm. in a pluralistic mm. society, but yep. uh, you've got to look ahead and you've got to mm. see the big picture, and the big yep. picture's not pretty if it all mm. comes together. 
Yeah. Well, you're quite right. It's, you know, it is exactly the blessing of a democracy is we are tolerant. We do allow other groups to come in, other religions, other political ideologies, which Islam certainly is, but it has to be a two-way street. If it's all one-way traffic, you know, where Muslims are demanding you stop eating pork in Australia or stop doing this or stop doing that, they start demanding we're going to set up separate family law courts for Muslims, we're going to have separate Islamic finance, we're going to have separate uh, holidays and things that everybody is expected to observe I mean and again those are just some of the examples I presented that's when it's a downside we don't demand uh, when we go to Saudi Arabia that they set up churches and they feature the cross in prominent places and you know have worship on Sunday and allow us to eat eat pork you know we submit to and respect the practices of other cultures when we go there so we would like to see the same thing. When a Muslim comes here, they're welcome to, but obviously they should embrace the values and the and you know the the very thing that makes Australia what it is: the freedom, democracy, rule of law. Instead, they often trash that and say, you know, all of you Australians must submit to Allah and come and comply to Islamic Sharia law. So that's, uh, well, that's not how you're going to do it. That's the recipe for disaster, and you're going to destroy a culture. But sadly, that's often been the case in the West. When Muslims increase in number, they become more uh, demanding as to everybody submitting to their values. And, well, that's how you're going to kill a democracy. Well, vigilance and action is important when when it comes to standing for Christian faith and recognising our Christian heritage in Australia and what that means as the society becomes increasingly perhaps more tolerant to uh, those areas of pluralism. The conference was called the Stop Islamization of Nations Conference. There's an overview of what happened at the conference when you visit Bill Muhlenberg's site Culture Watch. You can Google Culture Watch. Bill Muhlenberg, always good talking. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks again for having me. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.